and thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peak, and we, I, me personally, just got back from Jeep Jam at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Now, once a year, uh, Myrtle Beach has been doing this. I don't know exactly when they started, but I've been, this is my third time going with Danny Shaw. Um, he's a friend of mine, and he has a big, ginormous Jeep with four doors and 40-inch tires and does all of the off-road things that you could ever want to do with a Jeep. And uh, we go down with our local group. You can find us on Facebook under Carolina Jeep Meet, M-E-E-T, not like not like lunch meat, M-E-A-T. <laughs> um, but anyway, we, uh, we've got a pretty active group. Uh, everybody likes to um, kind of hang out, mingle, uh, get together on certain times to have meals or just to congregate and say hello. And sometimes we go in groups, um, caravanning down together and meet up at places and share a meal, share a conversation. And, you know, the group thing is to grow. I looked at it today and they have 3.3 thousand members. Um, not all of them live right here. Not all of them are, are very active. But we were talking about that uh, this past week, about how <clears throat> in the group there's, you know, so many thousand people or whatever, and yet you may not hear from all of them all the time, but there is a reality that we all live a very busy life, right? We all have our own things that we're doing and things that we're involved in, and sometimes you can't be there for everything because you have commitments. You have things for your job. You have things for your family, um, but there is that possibility of, hey, I've got nothing this weekend. What's the group doing? Oh, they're meeting at so-and-so. Let's go there and let's do that. So, it is one of those community building things, which I like. And it's one of those things where the people who are active are active on a regular basis. And everybody's super friendly. Everybody, you know, is very kind and willing to discuss whatever with you. And if you have something to fix, maybe they know how to do it. Or maybe they have some extra parts. Or maybe they know somebody with something with parts or how to do it. And um, yeah, so the community just keeps growing. We're having a great time. Um, I was able to shoot some video of us doing the obstacle course at the Jeep Jam. Uh, they had two courses. They usually do a hard course and an easy course. The easy course, from my understanding, is built so that you could take your standard Jeep of any kind and go out there and drive it. Um, it's built so that you can, out of the showroom floor, probably with stock tires, go out there and maneuver this course. It may take a little extra driving, but you can still do it. <clears throat> the obstacle course that's hard takes one that's kind of built. Uh, there are some obstacles that are very tough for certain Jeeps to make without the right tire combination or the right height or the right um, approach. Uh, sometimes it's driving ability. So I've seen a lot of the gladiators that have a longer wheelbase get stuck on some of the, the obstacles that's like a vertical uh, concrete bar barrier that you go over these uh, concrete pipes that are stacked with... with uh, uh, dirt around them, <clears throat> their wheelbase is so long that their front wheels will go over the front and the back wheels are stuck on the other side and then it scrapes on the bottom and then it gets hung up. And some of the four doors are like that too because just maneuvering the course, they don't have the wheelbase length necessary to kind of bounce over it like the smaller ones do. The little two doors seem to handle it just fine. So anyway, it's a lot of fun to see. Um, we rode the uh, heavy obstacle course, the the hard one. Um, so many times I lost count. I want to say we did it six or seven times with just me. And then Danny volunteered to take some random people 
that we just met out on the course because they were like, hey, we want to do it. And he's like, come on, I'll take you. And I filmed them doing it. And I thought, man, this is neat to just watch also. So as a spectator, it's fun as well. Um, <clears throat> there were a lot of food vendors there. Uh, we saw, I know of locally, uh, Jimmy Sabachi had a huge line. Um, Jersey Dogs was out there. Uh, Chick-fil-A was out there. Um, the Bento's uh, wood fire oven pizza was there, but they were closed. I don't know if they were having trouble with their stove or they ran out of stuff. Uh, I know that the Chick-fil-A line I was in, we got all the way up to the front and I heard somebody go, we're out of sandwiches. I was like, oh no. And then we glanced over right about that time. There was a, a catering van pulling up with their Chick-fil-A logo. And I was like, "Ooh, here's more hot ones. Yay. So we, <laughs> we got a Chick-fil-A sandwich for lunch. That was really good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, lots of good vendors to look at. Um, not so much like the the type that we see when we go to North Carolina to the uh, Jeep Invasion and Pigeon Forge. There, it's more like the the big manufacturers bring out you know tires and wheel combinations and stuff of that nature. And maybe because it's outside at this event that they don't do that as much. Um, maybe because the Myrtle Beach area that they do this at is not um, it's not as big either. So there's kind of limited on space too. And the biggest complaint that I heard from any of the spectators um, or the people participating with their VIP passes to park was that it took them like two hours to park. And unless you got there super early, like you were, you felt like you were wasting your day just waiting in line to get in there. So they got to figure that out. And I'm sure they will. Um, success is one of those things that you have to adapt to or you decide to just not do it anymore. And I don't think they're going to do that because it brings in too much money. Um, this year they did a beach crawl. The beach crawl was in the mornings at, uh, I think it started at 7 AM and they, this year they limited it to 200 Jeeps per round. Uh, but they did it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and today, uh, Sunday. And so you figure at $35 a head for 200, uh, that's about seven grand worth of, uh, money coming in. Now, I don't know how much of that is for the city to just have permits or repairs to the beach once they drive across it. Um, but I'm sure a lot of that just goes towards whatever it is that they're doing for raising money. Um, I did hear them do a fundraiser thing for, it's an organization for breast cancer awareness called Topless for Tatas. Um, and they, they brought out a check for this lady and said it was this year they'd raised like $106,000, um, which is great. And it said that over the course of them doing this now, they've been able to save uh, or to, to donate uh, over $700,000 to this cause, which I'm hoping that all of that goes towards the Worsley cause and not just to the organizers. I'm hoping this is truly for um, a charity event. Uh, a lot of people call themselves charity events and, you know, you find out later on through looking through Google how much actually it goes to the organization and how much goes towards the thing that they're supposed to be donating to. And sometimes it's discouraging. So, you know, I hope that's not the case in this situation. But anyway, this is the Stuff I Heard podcast. So let me tell you about some stuff I heard, okay? Um, <clears throat> uh, I heard that uh, there's a good time to, or there's a good movie to watch for Halloween, uh, a bunch of people that I work with are talking about this movie, and it's on Netflix right now. Uh, it's called Renfield. 
R-E-N-F-I-E-L-D. It stars Nicolas Cage. It's either on Netflix or Amazon. It's one of those two. I watched a little bit of both this week. Um, but I heard about it and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicolas Cage is supposed to be Dracula. That kind of fits. I, I mean, just the idea of Nicolas Cage as Dracula, you go, yeah, I can kind of see it. Now, here's the funny part is it's un, it's unassumingly a comedy. Um, it also has Aquafina in it. Uh, she's a comedic actor. She's been in lots of things. As soon as you see her, you'll be like, oh, I know her. She's got a very gravelly voice. She's very funny. Um, most people might know her from Jumanji. Uh, she was the character in the game that Danny DeVito was supposed to be. Uh, but she's great in this. Um, the main character, the the title character, Renfield, um, is actually uh, a guy named Nicholas Holt. H-O-U-L-T. Holt. Um I've seen him in other things, and I, I Googled it. He played a zombie in Warm Bodies. This was a, a movie that came out a while back where the whole world was turned to zombies except for, well, no, the whole world was zombies. And <clears throat> him and this other woman zombie uh, fell in love, and they're not supposed to because they're zombies. Like, how is that even possible? They're supposed to be dead. But I recognized his face, and I was like, I knew this kid. Yeah, so he's good in this. Um, there's lots of very uh, graphic violence and and way too much blood, uh, but it was done in a way that was comedic. I know that doesn't make any sense, but when you watch it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I see how this is funny. Um, <laughs> even even Nicolas Cage has fun with the with the Dracula role. He introduces himself to a group of people. He's like, oh, I'm Dracula. <laughs> like, he's like... <laughs> Be afraid. <laughs> um, it's just fun to watch him sort of embrace uh, the role that he has now in life of being this this star who's also kind of struggled financially with some poor decisions of, of people him managing his money and some of his own personal decisions of some mismanagement. But, um, but yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. <clears throat> I thought that uh, even though Nicolas Cage wasn't on screen a lot, um, I still think it was it was a Nicolas Cage movie. So um, I did look at the guy who directed the movie, and he did the Lego movie, and I was like, okay, that kind of fits. I could see this guy doing that. So anyway, it's worth checking out. I enjoyed it. Um, again, lots of graphic violence and and blood, and and also funny. So uh, <clears throat> there's another show that came on Amazon that uh, I had watched the first season of years ago. And it seemed like, I don't know how many years it's been since the first version, and this is season two. It's called Good Omens. Uh, apparently, it's based on a book or a series of books that were like graphic novels. And it's a Faustian idea of basically, since the beginning of time, uh, one's an angel and one was an angel that becomes a demon. And they become sort of best friends. And... I guess in the in the story. Oh, here it goes. So apparently the first season was in 2019. And here we are four years later and this is season two. So it did take a while for them to do this. Uh, David Tennant plays the demon named Crowley. Um, he's funny as the role. They're, they're both funny together. Uh, it, it is sort of goofy, sort of tongue in cheek, very comic book bookish. But there is a fun little thing of them 
basically playing games with humans as uh, I'm kind of liking this and I don't want it to end. Uh, I think in the first season, they realized that the world was supposed to eventually have an apocalypse. And they're like, I don't want it to end. I like this. I like that. Um, Aziraphale is supposed to be the good angel. He's He likes reading books. He likes listening to music. He likes the culture. He likes people. He likes how nice they are to each other at times and loves to promote that. And the other guy just loves the, he loves the rock and roll and he loves the chaos. And he, they both like humanity too much to make it in. So they figure out a way to make it keep going. And uh, this is season two. We're introduced to John Hamm. Uh, He is supposed to be playing Gabriel, the Archangel Gabriel. And he shows up on their doorstep with amnesia and doesn't know, remember who he is. And they're both terrified of him. So it, it just, it's funny. I had fun watching it. Um, so yeah, if you're anyway interested in that at all, check it out. I think you'll like it. So I've been watching Gen V that's on Amazon as well. Again, this is the superhero show that's about the kids in college trying to figure out how they fit in all of this and realizing, Hey, I'm in college and I have powers. Um, what do you do with it? How do you mismanagement? How do you do it the wrong way? Are you having fun with it? Are you just a person who's flawed just like everybody else, but you also have superpowers? Imagine all of that in college. So this is Gen V. Uh, episode six came out this past week. Um, the crime fighting group that we've known and love comes to terms with the fact that one of their own has, my, has basically wiped their mind clean and made them forget about things. And she's come full circle now and given them all of their memories back. And it's a bit overwhelming for all of them. Also for her. And somehow they get stuck inside of her head. And they have to figure out how to forgive her in the process. Um, there's a funny little flashback to the um, super soldier, soldier boy is what his name is. He's like a villain. He's supposed to be a good guy, but turns out he was the villain. Um <laughs> funny reaction with them and the fact that she was, he was apparently her uh, teenage crush. And so as they're stuck in her, in their brain, there's a funny interaction with them. Um, I'm enjoying the show. I really, I still really like the character that plays little cricket. Um, She is by far my favorite character. Uh, Her real name is Lizzie Broadway. Her character on the show is Emma Meyer. Really like her. Um, Yeah. So, it's really messed up. <clears throat> it's, uh, it is rated R for a reason. So just, uh, just a FYI on that. Okay. Um, right now they have a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. So there's that Loki on Disney plus kind of switching gears here a little bit. Loki, uh, season two, uh, the most recent episode just came out and we're getting to, the meat of the show and I'm already, I already wish it was longer. I mean, I know it's only going to be like six episodes, but I, I'm missing it already, even though I'm still watching it. Um, the characters go back in time using the time portals. They meet a younger version of he who remains, which is supposed to be King the Conqueror. And they give him a book that basically he helped write with, uh, OB. Uh, about the TVA. And as a young boy, he takes this book and he starts inventing things because he is a natural inventor. And all of this was designed 
by him to do with the help of Renslayer and Miss Minutes. And so in a way, it's sort of like player piano. Have you ever read the book player piano? Kirk Vonnegut wrote it. It's basically about how we invent things that eventually take the place of people. And at a certain point, the people are fed up with the fact that they've been replaced and they overthrow everything. And then once everything's in ashes, they start rebuilding again because that's all they know. Just like a player piano plays the song over and over and over again. Yeah. So I think this is a version of player piano as superheroes and supervillains. You get to see the story play out. They go, oh no, that didn't work. Here, let's destroy it. And now let's start over. So, yeah. But I like it. I like the characters. They're fun. Owen Wilson's really fun uh, interacting with Tom Hiddleston. So, big thumbs up. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, I'm going to kind of wrap this up with that. Um, I did listen to a really good podcast that I kind of want to tell everybody about. If you're into wrestling or if if you know who Hulk Hogan is, Um, he did an episode of Rogan's podcast and for those who don't know, Joe Rogan has a podcast, um, (laughs) sort of the inspiration for all of us who are doing this. Yeah. So Hulk Hogan goes, he's 70 now and he, he's kind of telling all of his stories and telling about how he got started. And the coolest part about it is during the last 20 minutes, he's basically telling his testimony about how he got saved and found Jesus. And now he's just living every day to praise the word and just wants to get the word out there and, I thought it was beautiful. Um, it was very interesting to hear about how he started and all the challenges that he had when he was younger um, and to see how he's come out the other side of it better for everything. So it's definitely worth a listen. I highly recommend it. But uh, but that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if I met you during Jeep Invasion, Jeep Jam, Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Stick around. If you want to talk about some stuff, hit me up. I'll talk about anything. And uh, we'll keep this train rolling and we'll keep growing community and uh, go from there. So thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. And as always, cue the cow. Cue the cow. Move, baby. <laughs>